is a Trevor Story signing the next shoe to drop for the Twins. That and so much more coming up on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, March 14th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Yesterday is on pace. It's going to set the record for the most downloaded episode since I took over as Lockdown Twins 536 episodes ago, over two years ago. I've been writing at Twins Daily for over two years. This was the wildest weekend I've ever seen, either during or in the offseason. The wildest weekend I've ever seen, maybe for any club in the offseason. So crazy. Yesterday's episode, Matt Brown and I talked for nine minutes about the Twins' first two trades of the weekend. And then as we're talking, Matt notifies me, saw on Twitter, Twins traded Josh Donaldson, the New York Yankees, get Gio Urshela, get Gary Sanchez back in return, also send Ben Rortfett. Wild, wild, wild times. Also sent Isaiah Conner-Falefa, who they had traded for the day before and said was their shortstop. So, it's crazy. We're going to talk today about Trevor's story because immediately, immediately, the feeling was last night, Trevor's story was next for the Twins. It just was almost immediate. Like, it happened so fast because of this. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the Twins payroll. $94 million in payroll. They ain't got nobody to pay outside of Trevor's story unless they're taking on big money in a trade, which... We're going to talk about that today as well. So many questions. We're going to start with the story questions. So thank you all for asking questions today. You can follow me on Twitter at NashWalker9. You can follow the show at Lockdown Twins. Super exciting. Adam, my brother, asked, why is Trevor Story still a free agent? So much buzz here. Because it is simply because the Twins have a vacancy at shortstop A and B, they have so much payroll flexibility with no free agent starters remaining for them to sign for maybe more than $10 million, right? So they have all of this payroll room. Trevor Story's out there. They have a vacancy at short. Trevor Story is potentially a five to seven win player. And it just makes sense. They traded two of their best three right-handed bats in Mitch Garver and Josh Donaldson. And we learned today that it's not just speculation. Dan Hayes reporting the Twins are in contact with Trevor Story's camp. Aaron Gleeman hinting heavily about that on the podcast today, him and John talking about it, that there's smoke and potentially fire here with Trevor Story. So do I see it happening viably? I do. And I said the same thing about Josh Donaldson two years ago. I viably see it happening because it makes a ton of sense. It makes a ton of sense. The free agent is still out there. And until they sign with someone else, it's a possibility. And what ramps up that chance for me is all of the buzz surrounding it. And I'm not saying I think it's going to happen. I'm saying I think it can happen. I think it's viable. I think it's more than a 25 or 30% chance. I think it's potentially 35, 40% chance that this could this could happen for the Twins. And I say that because by trading Isaiah Kiner-Falefa to the Yankees, you then take the Yankees out of Story's market. It's two birds, one stone. So you free all that payroll space. You take kind of Falefa to the Yankees, and now they are removed from Trevor Story's market. So 
they're going to be buying with other teams. I'm sure that's what's happening now. And Trevor Story's loving that, watching his price tag just go up and up and up. But I feel I feel confident about it. I feel that it's it's it'd be a great move. And I think that I agree with what Aaron Gleeman said today. If the Twins didn't feel like they had some things lined up or that they had a good chance of adding money elsewhere, they would not have traded Josh Donaldson. And I'm telling you right now, not for a second have I thought the Twins wouldn't spend the money. Like I've, I've dabbled with that possibility because they weren't spending it, but I never really thought to myself, they're, they're just not going to spend, like they're going to have $110 million payroll. And even if they did that 16 million more than what they have right now, and it goes fast. You sign Pineda for eight, you sign a couple of relievers, you go into the season with a, a less than inspiring roster. But I think they're going to get back to 125, 130, hopefully 135. And they've surprised us in recent years with that. So I'm confident that's going to happen, and if I'm confident that's going to happen, I feel I feel fairly good about Trevor Story and the Twins' chances in acquiring him. And I'm not just saying that because I really like Trevor Story, and I think he does make a ton of sense. I'm saying that because I'm reading the tea leaves. I do believe that the Josh Donaldson trade had something to do with Trevor Story. I think those two are linked in some way. It just it feels that way. It's been reported, not in that way specifically, but those two are in tandem. I think. And and that was uh felt like the case last night. We're gonna get to these questions. Brandon said, after all this recent news, what is this what does this mean for Jose Moreno's timetable to be called up? Personally, I think he's ready, but after all these moves, it's hard to figure out where he may fit in. I'm gonna tell you something right here, right now. By acquiring Gio Urshela, and thank you, Brandon, for your question. By acquiring Gio Urshela, you now have Luis Arise, Gio Urshela, Jorge Polanco, Jose Miranda, Miguel Sino, Alex Kirov ton of guys at the corners in Polanco at second base and Gio can play a little short as well. A lot of guys in the corners, right? Third baseman. It feels like Luis Arise and Gio Urshela are kind of a platoon matchup right now. Then I, you have Austin Martin coming, who's probably going to play some third base, played third base at Vanderbilt. Then you have Royce Lewis coming, who may not play shortstop, especially if Trevor Stories, a Minnesota twin. So there are a lot of guys who can play third either on this roster for the next Luis Arise under contract for four years, including this one. Gio's under contract for two. A lot of guys can play third base. Austin Martin, not even here yet. He's their top prospect, and I think he, he's going to play some third base. Royce Lewis could end up being a third baseman. So if there wasn't already a glut here, and I know they just swapped Donaldson for Gio, and they both had two years of team control, but to me – the glut has been so obvious all offseason. If Josh Donaldson is not your clear starter, and you're not exactly sure about who's starting at third base, I think it opens up the door for this platoon with a rise in Urshela. I think Austin Martin, if he breaks through, can play a little third base. And the question here is about Jose Miranda. And I, I hate to say this because I really like Jose Miranda, but I want to tell you what I think could potentially happen. After this word from Bet Online, it's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends. And action bet online is where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. And I'll make your next listen Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. So, Jose Miranda, 
if the Twins do sign Trevor Story, I think there's a possibility that one of these guys is traded from that group for a starting pitcher. And this kind of links into another question. If I don't get to your question, I'm sorry, because we, we have limited time. But this gets to another question. What is your ideal situation for the rest of this offseason? What's the ideal scenario for the Twins? Give it to you right now. Signing Trevor Story for 5-125, 6-125, something around that range. Training for Frankie Montas. Steam is there, I think, for Frankie Montas. We've talked about him all offseason. That would be amazing. And then maybe a couple relievers, one or two, added in. And if you can get Michael Pineda back, that would be great for pitching depth. But I'm not, I'm not getting carried away with that. That's an ideal finish for me. Story, Frankie Montas from Oakland, couple relievers, let's go play ball. Let's go play ball. And that's, that is my ideal situation here. But in order to get Frankie Montas, so it's two years of team control at a cheap salary. He's making $6 million, I think, which is another reason why the Twins should do a trade with Oakland for Frankie Montas is because he's making such little money and they can go do other things as well, like get Trevor Story. It's going to cost. It's going to cost you. He throws 100, you know, reaches 100. Great stuff. It's going to cost you in a trade. Could Jose Miranda headline a deal? Could Jose Miranda headline a deal for Frankie Montas? I think it's possible, especially if the twin side Trevor Story. Same can probably be said for Royce Lewis. And that's what Devlin asked too, I believe, is about Royce Lewis's future. And does it make sense to trade him or Austin Martin? And I think if you sign Trevor Story for the next five or six years at shortstop, you are then signaling that Royce Lewis is not your shortstop. Therefore, he's probably a third baseman, backup center fielder, utility player instead of an everyday shortstop because that's Trevor Story. And at that point, you're deciding. And I think, yes, if you're going after it, if you're signing Trevor Story and you extended Byron Buxton, you better supplement. We've talked about it all offseason. You keep going. And in that case, I think one of those guys is expendable. And whoever the A's want to me at that point, I would love to hang on to Royce Lewis if I'm the Twins. The upside is it's insane, and that's kind of a debate. Like, if if their values were the same, Jose Miranda and Royce Lewis, who are you trading? Obviously, the prospect pedigree is there for Royce Lewis. He's the number one pick in 2017. But the results are there for Jose Miranda last year, and he looks a lot closer to being ready than Royce Lewis. We haven't seen Royce Lewis in years. So I could see that happening. Austin Martin, I, I don't know. He's also in the mix. If, if you can trade less in a package and include Austin Martin, that's definitely a possibility, and that's something the Twins are going to have to get right. But I don't know if I see a scenario where they sign Trevor Story, acquire Frankie Montas, and one of Royce Lewis, Austin Martin, and Jose Miranda are not traded. I just I don't know if I see that in the long run. I think one of them is going to be moved. Uh, who would I move? I think I would. I think I would trade Miranda, and that might sound crazy, but Royce Lewis and his upside—it's so hard to find superstar level players. He has the legs. He has the athletic ability to do it. I think Miranda's going to be a fringe defender. I really like Jose Miranda, and I think he's going to be a, a major league quality hitter as soon as he steps in, as, as soon as this year. Austin Martin's their best prospect in a global top 40 to 50 prospect in baseball. So I think it's Miranda in that case. If they're all seen as being pretty even, uh, I think Jose Miranda's the guy. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the whole deal. There's been some things bounced around about Elvis Andres potentially being included in his salary included but if you're acquiring story i don't know where andrus is going to play maybe you just eat that money and send them somewhere else right so they can get creative and they have been creative uh it's been a creative weekend certainly for the twins i'm just bouncing around ideas but i think that that's the ideal finish right here you go tr you go get trevor story you trade for montas and in the process i think you do have to move one of martin lewis or, or miranda i think or arise like if arise is seen as pretty similar to 
But again, in this case, you are you are competing. They are now choosing to compete, especially if they acquire Trevor Story and Frankie Montas, and and you don't want to trade Luis Arise, who's probably going to share time with you or Shella at third base in a platoon spot. So um, I think that's the ideal the ideal situation. Sean McGuire said, "Would you move Arise to Miami from uh, Max Meyer and Jesus Lazardo, or Padres trade? <clears throat> excuse me, Will Myers, Chris Paddock." Uh, Luis Camposano for Max Kepler and Brent Rooker. I'd have to look deeper into these, Sean. The arise to Miami for Meyer and Lazardo, I don't think that'd be accepted. I think the Twins would have to include someone else. I think they'd have to include another top three or four prospect in the system and then probably a B-level prospect in that case. Max Meyer was electric last year, obviously, from Minnesota. He's someone I've, I've thought the Twins should acquire, especially if they're not trying. Uh, to trade off the major league team and bring in Max Meyer, who's pretty close actually as well, and would step right in with Balzavic and Duran and the rest of them. Jesus Lazardo's lost that prospect luster, but still, big time fastball lefty. So I think you're going to have to trade a lot more. Will Myers, I've seen that name kick around. He's got a big contract. That would be the least least desirable option for me. Is we're just going to take on a bunch of money in a Will Myers trade, and and he, they're going to package him with a prospect we like, and and let's go. And that's the money we're spending. That, that doesn't sound good to me. Let's get to more of these questions. They're all great. After this word from Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. This is the time of year I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting flavors. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, yummy cinnamony churro is one of them. Built Bars are delicious. Built Bars are healthy. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. You go to Built Bar, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Getting to more of your questions. Again, I'm sorry. This is rapid fire, baby. This is rapid fire. Noah said, Gary Sanchez or Miguel Sano, keep one, cut one. I would keep Miguel Sano in that case. Um, I'd say it's it's fairly close because the Twins don't exactly need Miguel Sano at first, and he's making more money. But um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like this is a big year for him. I feel like he has more upside offensively than Gary Sanchez. I think he's shown that at times, at least more recently than Gary Sanchez has. And we're more connected to Miguel Sano because he's been a twin for so long and Gary Sanchez a Yankee for so long. But it's close. It's closer uh, than maybe I'm making it out to be. Noah Jordan, what would be your dream scenario? I laid that out. Uh, it would be Montas story and then a couple good right-handed relievers to run out the, the bullpen. Josiah, how would you feel about a potential gray Montas, Ryan, Ober, Bundy rotation? That's that's what we're looking at, right? In my dream scenario, hopefully, you know, they could potentially also add Michael Pineda. We know they've been in contact with his camp, so he'd be pitching depth in that case. And maybe you start uh, Dylan Bundy in the bullpen as a long relief option. But yeah, I like that rotation. I think it's a whole lot better than what it looked like. I love that people are now considering starting Bailey over at AAA because so much is being tossed around about the Twins uh, starting pitching and what they could do here. I love that because... Uh, Bailey Ober was probably the opening day starter, if not Joe Ryan, uh, like two weeks ago. So Max says, is it possible the Twins will now use Royce Lewis as a trade piece for pitching? I use that. I talked about that a little bit. I think it could be one of them. Then sign story long-term rather than continue with the development of Lewis. I could see it 100%. Josiah, you think if the Twins add two more starters, will Bailey Ober make the opening day roster? <laughs> Again, 
Love that. I love that we're discussing it. I think Bailey Ober is pretty safe right now, and I feel comfortable as, with him as a, a number four starter. Well, although the Twins have made moves on starters like Dylan Bunny and Sonny Gray, are they in a win-now, wait-a-year, a total rebuild? I like Urshela, but I'm not a fan of Gary on a DH catcher position. Love the system, but I don't see them seriously contending without making a big free agent move like Trevor Story or a big-time trade like Frankie Montas, Sean Manaya, Chris Paddock. Yeah, I agree. We're going to find out. It's not a good answer. But we are going to find out, I think, in the next week and maybe the next couple of days. But what I see them doing is continuing on with a, a feeling that they're going to contend this summer. And if they don't, I'll be shocked after what they've done, after they traded for Sonny Gray, traded Chase Petty, their number one pick, or their first round pick from last year. I'll be shocked, be shocked if they don't make a significant addition before opening day or two. I think I would put the line at one and a half. Honestly, that's what I'm expecting. That's the, the expectation should be that. Dylan, could Larnick play left, Kirloff play first, Miguel Sano, Gary Sanchez split time at DH, or is Sano our everyday first baseman and Larnick is a bench piece? I don't think Larnick's going to make the opening day roster. I think right now Kirloff is in left, Max Kepler's in right, Sano's at first, Gary's going to DH, Louis going to DH a little bit of rise, Urshela's going to play third. Guys are going to bounce around. Buxton might DH a little bit to get him off his feet on certain days. I think they're going to use that as that revolving door. Could Miguel Sano and Gary Sanchez split time at DH? Absolutely, especially if they see Kirilov as the first baseman of the future, which I do. So I could see that happening. I could see Trevor Larnick up quickly if he's hitting in St. Paul. But again, we got to see what happens here. Are they done? I don't think they are. Kyle says, with the strong right-handed hitters in the Central Division, do you expect to see the usage rate on Sonny Gray's slider-cutter mix rise a material amount? I was going to look at his usages Again here, Kyle, I love this question because this is right up my alley. I love talking about this division and how I love right-handed pitchers with good breaking balls in this division because there are so many good right-handed hitters, especially with the best team in the White Sox. And with Spencer Torkelson coming up, uh, top 10 prospect, if not one of the best prospects in baseball, top three for the Tigers, also right-handed. So Sonny Gray, I, I love his slider. Expected batting average on his slider last year, 136. He threw it only 16% of the time. His cutter expected batting average 201, actual batting average 083. Uh, expected Woba on that pitch a little bit higher than his slider 303, slider 188. Yes, I think he's going to throw his slider more. I think he's going to throw that sinker less potentially, but he could go to sinker slider against righties and, and be really effective. Maybe throw the four seamer less actually, throw the sinker, bump it, go slider, slider sinker. Uh, maybe 50, 50% of the time, 50, 60% of the time. I love that idea. And I think the Twins are probably bouncing that around in their heads of what they could do with Sonny Gray to unlock a whole nother uh, potential, you know, borderline number number one in Sonny Gray. So we'll see what happens. Thank you for all your questions. I'm sorry if I didn't get to your questions. Uh, we got to keep our episodes the same length. But I will be back. And hopefully when I talk to you, the Twins have signed. Trevor Story, traded for Frankie Montas, or heck, both in the same day. I don't know if I'll be able to handle it, but we've prepped all offseason for this. We've prepped all offseason. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. I want to make your second listen Lockdown MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him. Sully brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day. Follow me on Twitter at NashRocker9. Follow the show at Lockdown Twins. Go Twins, man. What a time.